your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So the campaign over whether Britain should leave the European Union resumed over the weekend after coming to an abrupt and tragic halt last Thursday to mourn the assassination of a member of parliament who'd played a visible role in campaigning for continued membership in the EU. Let's bring in Professor Stephen Barnett, Professor of Communications at the University of Westminster in London. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time. So, obviously from any angle, the death of MP Joe Cox, uh, not only a, a visible politician, but also a mother and a wife, it's been awful to uh, to witness, even from afar. But has so, there been uh, a cha change in public sentiment regarding Brexit? Um, I, I think there has. I mean, it, you're right, it was truly shocking. Um, and it's interesting that it's clearly reverberated around the world. Um, the campaigning was suspended for a day or two. It, it kicked off again today, but there was definitely a, a subtle shift in the mood, particularly amongst the Leave campaigners. I, I think it's fairly well established now that the um, the killer, I suppose I should say the alleged killer, um, has um, links to some pretty Nazi far-right-wing groups. Um, and the Leave campaign, I think, have been somewhat shocked themselves by the levels of hatred that um, I think is felt on uh, by, by some of those that, that they appeal to. Mm. Uh, it's obviously very important to say that there are plenty of people who are in favour of leaving uh, who, are not, uh, who are not racist, but um, uh, th there is no question that, that the type of rhetoric that they were using and some of the language was... Uh, I think inflammatory, um, and they've 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 clearly decided to to tone it down a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things now where even those who want to leave for economic reasons or certainly non-racist reasons, they they feel almost ashamed by association in some cases, don't they? I think that's right. Um, I mean, one of the, the it, it, and it wasn't just I th it's not just necessarily because of this murder, but. Um, it was something that was starting to do the rounds even before this, where there were lists of people, prominent people on either side, and people were very keen to say, on the Remain side, you've got world leaders like Obama and uh, the European leaders and the World Bank and the IMF, and who have you got on the other side? Well, you've got Donald Trump, you've got the leader of ISIS, uh, you've got Vladimir Putin, uh, and really not very many other people who one could claim, you would want to claim as being your allies. So, um, and I think in a way this has crystallized that kind of contrast between the, 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 uh, the world leaders and the thinkers that one respects. Oh, and there are, I think, 13 Nobel Prize winners who have come out in favor of Remain and none on, on, on the lead side. So mm. there's that kind of balance. And as I say, I think this has crystallized that, that kind of contrast between the two sides and who supports them.
It's, it's something that we've been looking at in recent months, that the politics of hatred, perhaps even more prominently in Britain in recent weeks, the politics of fear. But either way, can we say with some certainty that this tension has led to this murder, that, that Joe Cox would still be alive now if it wasn't for this referendum? You can't, you can't possibly say that with any certainty. Uh, if you ask me my personal opinion, I would say had there not been this referendum, she would without doubt be alive today. Mm. Um, now, clearly, this is a man who you know, had mental problems, but there was well, a wonderful piece uh, written over the weekend by Jonathan Friedland of The Guardian, who essentially said if you keep dripping poison into the system, there will come a time when there will be someone or some people or some incident whereby the the, the body politic becomes poisoned. Uh, and there are some vulnerable individuals who are susceptible to precisely that kind of propaganda. Mm. Uh, and I think, uh, I think most people would agree that, um, that the, the, the rhetoric, the campaigning mood around that kind of that, that implicit message of hate has certainly contributed to, uh, to the murder of an MP. Terrible, though it, though, it, though it is to say it. And as such, do you also, in your personal opinion, see this swinging the vote? I mean, if there had been any idea in your mind that maybe Britain would vote to leave... Do you see that as swinging the other way now? This is a very hard one to call. Uh, I, I, I think it might have made a little bit of difference. I think those people who were thinking of leaving, those who are passionate about leaving will always be passionate, and they will, they, that's the way they will vote. Uh, the polls suggest there's about 10 to 15% who are who are thinking about it still still worried about certain some of the issues around staying in were were flirting with the idea of leaving but would certainly be uncomfortable with the idea that they were aligning themselves um, with people who um, if not embracing hatred have certainly not turned their faces against it. I do think one of the things I feel in my, my area of expertise is media communications. And I think from outside the UK, it's sometimes difficult to, uh, to picture some of the newspaper headlines that we've been treated to over the last six months. But certainly within our tabloid press, uh, we have uh, at least three, in fact, four tabloid newspapers very virulently in favour of leaving, opposed to the EU, mm. who have been consistently ha uh, putting banner headlines on their newspapers around migrants, uh, always the word migrants rather than refugees or asylum seekers. Migrants do this, migrants are flooding in, migrants are um, uh, making it difficult to get school places or... Uh, difficult to get hospital appointments, etc. Yeah. Uh, many of those claims have been entirely false, but they, are, they have acted as a kind of drip-drip uh, effect into the body politic. Yes, I understand. And I do think that that has made a difference. F finally, being from Britain myself, I, I've not lived there for a few years on a permanent basis, but even in my recent 
visits have not noticed any dramatic change in society. But uh, as a country as a whole, we might have the impression from afar, seeing this news, that, you know, Joe Cox had been photographed meeting with uh, Muslims in the community and so on. And on the other hand, we sometimes see reports of radicalised Muslims calling for Sharia law in the UK, for example. Th these issues are still very much on the margins of society, aren't they? That you're, you're absolutely right. And, and it's, I think, again, from afar, it's very easy to, to gain the, the, the impression that, that, that actually this is becoming an almost unmanageable society, an, an unbridgeable gap between communities. In fact, it's completely the opposite. Anyone who comes to London, which is probably one of the most ethnically diverse cities in the world, will tell you that London is very much at ease with that kind of diversity. Um, and all the polls are showing that, that Londoners um, are by far the, 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 the most in favour of staying in the EU. Mm. So yes, of course, there are isolated incidents, just as you know, I'm sure from afar we get a biased view of, of, of South Korea or America or Australia or, or anywhere around the yeah. world. But it's, it's important not to have a distorted view based on these few incidents. Professor Barnett, thank you so much. I know you've got to get going and at a difficult I time do. for you. We appreciate you uh, coming to join us today on the air. That's OK. Thank you very much for your time. Professor Stephen Barnett from the University of Westminster. Our email is still open to you, efmthismorning at gmail.com.